Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is August 30th, 2022, and our first story, a coup against Donald Trump has already begun a preemptive coup as the FBI is going after him. And now we're seeing top conservative commentators say no to Trump, that he's going to damage their chances of winning. But the data suggests otherwise. Things are getting interesting as even on the right, they're being torn for or against Trump. In our next story, a top FBI agent escorted out of the building. Some say he was forced out over political bias, interfering in the Hunter Biden laptop story. Some say it's just a retirement. And in our last story, Mark Ruffalo says he doesn't know if he can keep playing the Hulk because of the way things are going. He may not be around, kind of implying society or the world is going to end or something like that. Interesting nonetheless. I don't think he's wrong. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Jack Posobiec thinks that we are in the midst of a preemptive coup against Donald Trump because they don't have any other way to stop him. And that they, of course, is the Democratic Uniparty establishment and the bureaucratic state. And I think Jack Posobiec is correct. He hits the nail on the head with the hammer. He goes on to mention that the New York Times editorial board has called for the indictment of Donald Trump. But we know almost all of this narrative against Trump is fabricated, non-adversarial nonsense. The January 6th committee, Ukraine gate, Russia gate. Man, if I had to go through in every single video and break down how those stories were lies and manipulations to smear Trump, these videos would be two hours long. And therein lies the big challenge. Regular people, your average person, they don't know the deep details of what went down with the FBI fabricating evidence in the Russia gate scandal to justify spying on Trump's campaign. Fact, in Ukraine gate, Victor Shokin, the prosecutor investigating Mykola Zachevsky of Burisma, where Hunter Biden was on the board and Joe Biden intervened to get that guy fired. Come on, man. How many times do you need to be hoaxed? Well, my friends, along with a preemptive coup from Democratic establishment and law enforcement, bureaucratic state individuals, we have a conservative media coup with the likes of Ben Shapiro saying, nah, nah, you got to get away from Trump. Laura Ingram saying time to turn the page. Ann Coulter saying Trump's not that popular. Many high profile conservatives have been coming out and saying no to Donald Trump. But the data is clear. Trump wins. So what's up with this narrative? 
Look, Ben Shapiro's not completely wrong, but he is, in my opinion, mostly wrong. I totally agree with and understand why there's a really good opportunity in Ron DeSantis. DeSantis does motivate people. But right now, to say that Donald Trump also is not the right choice, to say he's not the right choice, I think just overlooks the actual data, which suggests he's a very, very powerful motivating factor. According to the People's Pundit, without Donald Trump, many of these congressional primaries, these, these, these individuals running for office, don't fare very well. So we've got some data to go through. But let's take a look at what's happening with the preemptive coup against Donald Trump from the establishment Democrats and high profile conservatives. It's hard to know how this will play out. But over at Predict It, they're saying that Ron DeSantis is now the favorite. Meanwhile, whether or not this is true, what is interesting is that millennials are getting poorer and new data has come out suggesting people think a civil war is coming. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Civil war, civil war. But I look at what's going on with the FBI going after Donald Trump and how this is the latest hoax to try and stop him. And then I got to push back on Ben Shapiro, even Alex Jones, who said he would support DeSantis over Trump and just say, man, I think everything they're doing to stop Donald Trump suggests Trump actually is the real threat to the machine. Trump actually is capable of winning. If Trump really was going to lose for the Republicans and fire up the, the Democrats on the left to vote against him, they would not need to go after his home and target these documents. They wouldn't need to. Unless, of course, those documents, as Cash Patel mentions, were pertaining to Russiagate and would implicate the FBI. And then, well, maybe this is about something that's more than just the election, because Donald Trump has some evidence or some, well, he has some means of going after the deep state, the bureaucratic state, even outside of the presidency. I don't know. Let me show you what the high profile conservatives are saying, and let's talk about it. Will Donald Trump be good or bad for the Republicans? In my opinion, I think he's a, he's a net positive, and the data shows it. But there are some good arguments for DeSantis, 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 DeSantis and against Trump. We'll read this story first from Human Events about Jack Posobiec saying we're in the midst of a preemptive coup. But before we get started, my friends, head over, or I should say, click the link in the description below and pick up our latest song from Timcast Records, Only Ever Wanted, a tremendous way to support our work. Only Ever Wanted by Timcast is the greatest song ever made. Everyone agrees. At least that's what I was told. And if you want to support our work and help us build culture outside of just reporting on politics and talking about news, click the link in the description below. Head over to Bandcamp. Purchase for 69 cents. Only Ever Wanted. Check us out on Apple Music and Spotify. Hopefully, if we get a big enough push before Thursday, we'll actually chart. And I'll tell you, it's our first release in music, and it's the second most successful thing we've done here at TimCast.com. Of course, it involves me directly, so you know, people, it gets a lot of push. We're working on a lot of projects, and TimCast Records is going to be signing many bands and expanding into the music space. We're already talking about a ton of collaborations with other artists. We've got several more songs that are coming your way. If you want to support us and see more of this, that's how you do it. You can also go to TimCast.com, become a member, but smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read the story from Human Events. Jack Posobiec says the preemptive coup. Human Events Daily's Jack Posobiec took aim at the Biden administration's persistent targeting of former President Donald Trump, who has hinted that he may seek the president for a second term. Full stop there, Human Events. Come on, Donald Trump's running and we all know it. The assembly, but I guess when you're trying to be fact-based news, you have to, you have to put it that way. 
The assembly of the January 6th committee has now been joined by the Department of Justice in doing everything they can to prevent Trump from running again. We are in the midst of a coup, a preemptive coup, which is underway between Washington, D.C., Mar-a-Lago and every single state in this nation. They banned a sitting president from social media, impeached him two times, jailed his supporters, and now they've raided his home. Then they go on TV and they call us, they call you fascist. That's right. Funny how that works, right? Donald Trump would not even deploy the National Guard or the military to stop the rioting in 2020. And they call him the fascist. They continue. The January 6th committee has brought witnesses in to testify before Congress with evidence that amounts to hearsay. Now, Merrick Garland has authorized a search and seizure of documents from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home on the basis of a heavily redacted affidavit that attests that Trump had confidential documents, documents stored improperly at his home. In fact, the affidavit shows that Donald Trump cooperated. That's the crazy thing to justify the search of Trump's home. They said, well, when we asked him for these documents, he agreed to give them to us. We have to raid his home. Or you could have just said, uh, hey, we want more. We want to know what else you got. Trump even said that they were cooperating. Why was this necessary? In response to these efforts and to join in them, the New York Times editorial board has called for the Department of Justice to indict the former president. The New York Times also supported impeachment of Trump during his time in office. Now, the New York Times editorial board has come out and they're giving air cover to the preemptive coup saying, go right ahead. You have to indict him for the good of the nation, for America to survive, for national security to exist. We must indict this man. We must indict President Trump. The only way to stop fascism and defend democracy is to indict President Donald J. Trump, to indict his supporters, to jail them, to criminalize them and to make them otherwise unacceptable in polite society. You get it right. You see what's happening? Every day, there's another cancellation. Every day, someone else gets banned. Libs of TikTok just got locked out on Twitter again. Understand what part of the movie you're in. Sobic noted that Trump, for his part, has called on FBI whistleblowers to step forward. These are the 14 agents that are working with the House Judiciary Committee. He called for a fund to be set up to help those whistleblowers who did come forward, noting that the people in charge in the FBI, the DOJ and the Biden administration don't care about the truth anymore. They don't care about the law anymore. In fact, I will stop you right there, good sir, Jack, and say I don't know if they ever did. Look at Joe Biden's career. Read Biden Inc. from Politico magazine. As the document, as to the documents that were seized from a Mar-a-Lago from Mar-a-Lago, some have been found to be under seal of attorney client privilege. A Florida judge has said that they, they will consider the appointment of a special master to go through those documents. The Department of Justice has said that since the FBI already went through them, there's no need. No, they already violated his rights. So, you know, you can't unring that bell, Basobic said. The DOJ has already raided these documents. It was a fishing expedition. And if I hear one more person complain, he said, about what was and wasn't classified information contained within those boxes, that's not what this is about. The DOJ is going after the Russiagate documents. This despite the allegations that Trump colluded with Russia to steal a presidential election having been disproven. But even that is not the main goal, posits Posobiec. They want to smear him so they can stop him. They want to shut him down. They want to shut down this movement. They want conservatives in this country to be outlawed. They don't want you to be able to have a voice, and they certainly don't want you to be able to vote.
It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries visit carshield today at carshield.com slash carlson plans include unlimited miles 24 7 roadside assistance help with flats lockouts and rental car options save 20 percent and get a free quote by visiting carshield online at carshield.com slash carlson don't wait for the next surprise choose peace of mind with carshield go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20 percent today Certainly feels like it, huh? There is a big challenge headed our way. Which culture will win in this culture war? Well, it's not just that the deep state or whatever you want to call it, the DOJ, the bureaucratic state, the administrative state, the culture war left. It's not just that they're going after Trump, but even the culture, even the culture war right with high profile conservative figures are lending power to the establishment left. And this is the reality. This country will continue to push progressive. I have no issue with the United States moving ever so slightly in in the direction of expanding civil rights and things like that. The progressives and the leftists say that's what they're doing. They're not. A dangerous cult has 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 been steering the left in a dangerous direction, acting like they're the ones who truly believe in civil rights and civil liberties. They don't. They're authoritarians and they're racist. And this is where we're headed. Politics is downstream from culture. The fact that people tolerate this, that tolerate, they tolerate what the FBI is doing. It is specifically because the institutions in our media are controlled by the cult, the left and the establishment. If we're going to change this, we have to change those institutions and we're working towards it. If the media was controlled by independent individuals, there would be intense scrutiny on the FBI, which would stop them from doing this. But so long as the establishment controls media, the media will keep lying and the public will churn along with these egregious violations of our rights. The Daily Mail reports GOP senators demand Facebook hands over conversations with the FBI over suppressing Hunter Biden laptop scandal and name the agents and DOJ staff who warned them it was Russian disinformation. That's right. Timothy Tibalt, an FBI agent, was, well, according to The Washington Times, forced to resign and then escorted out of the building over his political bias. This could be good news. It doesn't mean anything about Trump, but maybe we can weed out the corruption. But what about what's going on with Donald Trump and the GOP? While certainly people are upset over what's happening with the Hunter Biden laptop story, here we go. Laura Ingram, August 15th. Voters might say it's time to turn the page on Trump. The Hill reports, quote, People conflate Trump with people's overall sense of happiness in the country. Donald Trump's been a friend of mine for 25 years, and I'm always very open about this on my show. But you know, but you know, we'll see whether that's what the country wants. The country, I think, is so exhausted. They're exhausted by the battle, the constant battle, that they may believe that, well, maybe it's time to turn the page. If we can get someone who has all of Trump's policies who's not Trump. And that, my friends, is Ron DeSantis. I'm a big DeSantis fan. I don't know who's better. 
There's a real argument in that Donald Trump will rally the left. They will scream. But there's also the same argument, Laura, in the other direction. Normies, regular folk are also fed up. They don't care anymore. Do you think they're really going to be able to come out and be like, Trump is back, everyone. We need you to come out again. They're going to be like, dude, we did that. Things got worse. Nothing got better. What do you want from me? And many of these people might actually say, nah, it was better under Trump. Y'all are crazy. It's hard to know for sure. A lot of these people are low information voters. I think most Democrat voters are low information. They think they're not, but they don't actually investigate stories. So they constantly fall for hoaxes like Russiagate, Ukraine Gate, Jussie Smollett, Covington kids. How about all of that? And then some. But that's just it. Hands up, don't shoot. How about that one? Ahmed Arbery. How about that one? The list goes on. Low information voters. So maybe they really will come out and believe whatever lie and nonsense. Maybe they're lining up Trump for indictment. So because they need to keep this fresh in the minds of the American people. It's not just Laura Ingram has come out and said something. Ben Shapiro with a viral thread said the GOP is cruising for a bruising by sticking with Trump. Although he's been heavily criticized for this, I think Ben does make some good points, but I kind of lean more towards I think Ben's a little bit wrong, but I'm not a data expert and I'm not going to pretend to be and I'm not going to pretend to know for sure. What I can say is Ben Shapiro is a smart guy and he's got keen insights. However, he's not a data guy. The data guys are saying Ben's wrong. That's what I can say on this. The New York Post reports prominent right wing media personality Ben Shapiro called on the Republican Party to ditch former President Donald Trump to boost its chances of winning elections. The founder of the Daily Wire news site and host of the Daily Ben Shapiro show suggested that the GOP should nominate a non-Trump candidate in 2024 to make it harder for Democrats to appeal to independent voters. Although I wonder if Ben actually looked at the polling data, which shows that independent voters lean heavily towards Trump in many states, at least. But, but let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's read what he has to say. Quote, there is a reason Democrats are eager to keep Trump at the center of the conversation. Half of independents say Trump is a major factor in their vote, and they're breaking four to one for the Democrats, Shapiro tweeted. I've got some polls that suggest otherwise. But let's read. Republicans shouldn't play that game. If they do, they're cruising for a bruising. His comments were made in light of recent major public opinion polling showing that Democrats could conceivably keep their Senate majority following the November midterm elections, a prospect once deemed far-fetched. Polls had previously indicated that Republicans stood a good chance of sweeping both chambers of Congress. And in fact, historically, they should. In the first term of any president, historically, we see the rival party win back the House and the Senate. How could it be that Democrats could actually win? Maybe it's Trump. I don't know for sure. Because we also have data suggesting Trump is the driving force for the GOP. And I think that's true. I just, I'm not the expert here. The Republicans are losing steam in the 2022 election, Shapiro tweeted. There are some reasons for this. The Democratic upswing in the wake of Dobbs being the most obvious factor. But there's something else going on here that represents a deeper problem for the Republican Party. Shapiro tweeted that Republicans were wrong to think that a magical person like Trump can alone defeat the Democrats who have continued to make the former president the main topic of conversation. This means that when Trump is attacked, Republicans immediately return to making him the centerpiece of the conversation, and this harms them electorally, as every poll is now showing. Shapiro tweeted that while he agrees with the agrees the FBI raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate looks like a political hit, the GOP must also acknowledge that the more Republicans talk about Trump, the worse they do electorally. A Fox News poll published last week showed that Republicans were favored to win the majority in the House, but by a smaller margin than previously forecast. 
Trump, meanwhile, appears to be in severe legal jeopardy as federal investigators said they retrieved several boxes full of classified documents that were taken from from the White House to the former president's Palm Beach residence. Famed criminal defense attorney Alan Dershowitz told the poll over the weekend, the prosecutors have enough evidence to indict Trump for national security crimes, though he doesn't believe the DOJ should pursue such a prosecution. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is who matters, in my opinion. Joe Rogan, for the longest time, has said he's on the left. Joe Rogan said, you know, Tim Pool was talking about civil war and I thought he was crazy, but uh, now I think he might be right. Joe Rogan came out and said, vote Republican. Why? Look at what Ron DeSantis did. Ben Shapiro makes a great point. If you're talking about Republican primary voters, perhaps Trump is the motivating factor. If you're talking about regular people, I think it may be Ron DeSantis. And I don't know. I don't know. What I can tell you is all that matters, whoever wins the primary, just get all your friends, get out there, go vote. Do what you got to do, man. You got to vote. You got to get all your friends. You got to rally them together. You got to tell them to go vote. Take a look at this from Newsweek. Alex Jones endorses someone way better than Trump. Interesting. Jones, uh, Infowars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones stopped supporting President Trump, announcing he's backing Trump's potential 2024 rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In fact, he just put out an emergency message saying that if Trump backed away from the vaccines or something, he may consider supporting him again. But he said it's going to be DeSantis. He said, I am supporting DeSantis. DeSantis has just gone from being awesome to being unbelievably good. He's getting red pilled more and more each day. I'm a DeSantis guy. So many of us are, to be completely honest. I said this back in, I think, April, that I prefer DeSantis over Trump. Then Trump said he was going to fire everybody. And I was like, OK, all right. Well, you know, you got me there. You know, fire everybody. That sounds pretty good. It's still hard to say. I am just not the arbiter of morality or truth. I'm just the dude who reads the news and to be completely honest, has some strong opinions. It's funny. They call me, you know, milquetoast fence it or whatever. That's kind of the gag. To be completely honest, it's, it's you know, I saw it in a comment and then I embraced it because I, I like the idea that I'm not trying to push one thing overtly over the, over the other. But let's be real. I'm, I'm staunchly pro, pro 2A, pro free speech, and I don't want to see critical race theory in the Democrats win this one because I think they've lost their minds. But people are coming out against Trump. Drudge, who's long been anti-Trump, they call it indictment watch. More warnings of unrest. Indictment watch over at Drudge. Okay, okay. And Coulter. Conservative media is lying to you about Trump's popularity. Full 15-minute podcast here. Ann Coulter said that uh, she, she, you know, she's, she's basically criticized Trump, saying she doesn't think he's the guy, but she's criticized him several times. Now, here's what's interesting. Top responses. Bad take, Ann. Youngkin was endorsed by Trump. McAuliffe tied Youngkin to Trump. Finally, the Republicans that have left the party during the Trump era can stay away. The party has changed. It's not a party beholden to the Chamber of Commerce. It's a working class party. She's talking about Virginia. Ann Coulter was talking about how Virginia hasn't voted Republican for a governor in a while. But guess what? Trump endorsed Youngkin. These suburban moms were upset over critical race theory, and they still broke for Trump. I mean, Youngkin, sure, maybe he's different, but Trump gave him that endorsement. Okay, I hope the power doesn't go. I think the power is going to go out while I'm recording. I think the power literally just went out. I'm going to keep reporting anyway, and hopefully the power doesn't go out. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we have this from Realignment Politics. Donald Trump is outperforming the generic ballot in every poll in every state, but it's his fault that the GOP is losing. That's right. Over at Predict It, 
They're saying Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. 35 cents for DeSantis to win the 2024 nomination and 32 cents for Trump. They've both gone down a bit, but Trump is going down a bit, a bit, like a little bit more. This one's interesting. Predict it is not a poll. A lot of people are saying, look at the polls, man. Look at the polls. People want to vote for Trump. Predict it is not about whether you want Trump to win. It's about who you think will win. The wisdom of the crowd. Do not forget it. That doesn't mean they're always right. But this right here suggests Trump could be indicted. Trump could be indicted. And then more people say, just give us Ron DeSantis. And that's why they're betting on him bigly. It could also be that people are betting on DeSantis because they expect there to be an indictment, which will cause the share price for Ron DeSantis to skyrocket, which they can then sell. And then Donald Trump still wins. We don't know for sure, but it seems to be that people are at least saying they predict Ron DeSantis as of the data today, Ron DeSantis will win. But back to what realignment politics said, Trump is outperforming the generic ballot in every poll in every state, but it's his fault the GOP is losing. Rich Barris responds to Ben Shapiro and Brit Hume. He says, Brit, love you, man, but just stop. You and Ben Shapiro live in a tiny part of the world, and it's always best to admit your own biases. On planet Earth, Trump is outperforming the Republicans everywhere. They are suffering. He is not. Also, best leave him to be wrong again. Here we have another tweet from Rich. He said, he's also outperforming GOP senators and gubernatorial candidates everywhere. Well, I want to see this backed up. I pulled up interactive polls, IA polls 2022 on Twitter, the 2024 presidential polling by Emerson. Let's read through some polls. Ohio, Trump plus 14, Pennsylvania, Trump plus five, Georgia, Trump plus five. We have uh, for senator in uh, uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia plus two, Trump's plus five, Herschel Walker is plus two for governor Brian Kemp plus four, Trump is plus five. You see how it's going? Trump right here is outperforming the other Republicans. That I find fascinating. Arizona governor uh, uh, governor race, Carrie Lake up by two. Arizona poll, poll, Mark Kelly, Democrat for Senate is up seven. And Carrie Lake beating Hobbs by two. That one is strange to me. Like, how is that one possible? But I think this data up here is actually really interesting. The 2024 presidential polling by Emerson showing that Trump is up 14 points in Ohio. That's fascinating. Hey, baby, Rust Belt. They want to see these these jobs brought back, and they don't think it's going to be anybody else but Trump was going to do it. And Joe Biden is down in Pennsylvania. Trump is up by five and Georgia up by five. That is fascinating. Just just a few states. But I think it says a lot. Now, the preemptive coup that Jack Posobiec mentions, where does that bring us? If Trump really is outperforming and if this push from these top right wing personalities doesn't work and people still break for Trump, the New York Post reports one nation divisible. Two in five Americans say a second civil war is likely poll fines. Sure. Here's a better way to put it from The Guardian. More than 40 percent of Americans think civil war likely within a decade. Huh. They say more than two fifths of Americans believe civil war is at least somewhat likely in the next 10 years, according to a new survey a figure that increases to more than half among self-identified strong Republicans. Yeah, 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 been there. We've heard this over and over again. Amid heated rhetoric from supporters of Donald Trump, the findings in research by YouGov and The Economist follow similar results in other polls. On Sunday night, South Carolina's Senator Lindsey Graham predicted riots in the streets if Trump is indicted over his retention of classified documents. 
Graham earned widespread rebuke. On Monday, Mary McCord, a former acting deputy attorney general, told CNN it was incredibly irresponsible for an elected official to basically make veiled threats of violence just if law enforcement and the Department of Justice does their job. Saying people are angry they may be violent, McCord said, showed that what Trump knows and what Lindsey Graham also knows is that people listen to that and people actually mobilize and do things. January 6th was the result of the same kind of tactic by President Trump and his allies. Oh, spare me. Seriously, the January 6th nonsense. A bunch of bumbling dotards. A bunch of people who had no idea what was going on. And then several dozen, maybe a hundred violent rioters. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. I mean that. I mean that. I've watched the footage. I've interviewed people who were there, journalists. And, and we interviewed Podium Guy. I know it was a lectern, but they call him Podium Guy. And if you watch the video, you can see hundreds in the front line with the police, but about 100 maybe, maybe more, I don't know, fighting with cops. The majority of people bumbled their way into the building, walking around, taking photos, smiling, taking selfies with cops. Come on. They were bad people there. They should be prosecuted. But to act like Donald Trump was like, everybody go and do this thing is just not true. He said, now we're going to go march peacefully and cheer in some politicians as they do their thing. That's what it was. And then you got Ray Epps telling people to go inside. But uh, no indictment for that guy. Hmm. Sure. Wonder why. I mean, seriously, I'm not asserting anything. I don't know. All I know is that guy went on camera and told people to do stuff, which is like directing people, inciting people. And, uh, you know, OK, sure. Most experts believe a full-scale armed conflict like the American Civil War remains unlikely. But many fear an increase in jagged political division and explicitly political violence, particularly as Republican politicians support Trump lie about electoral fraud, run for Congress, blah, 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 blah. Experts, experts, experts. Stephen Marsh, he's more of a lefty guy. He doesn't think he is, but he is. He, he pointed to these armed Antifa outside of a drag children's show and said chapter four of the book his book called The Next Civil War. I actually think he's right about a lot, but I think his perspective is warped because he's getting a skewed perspective from the mainstream press. I responded by saying, so someone mentioned far right people were attacking a drag show. And I'm like, dude, a regular guy wearing like a sports t-shirt walking by and then seeing dudes in balaclavas with rifles in front of a drag show for children? Sorry, I think I knew the far anything is, and it ain't that dude walking by angry about it. The left have become psychopathic extremists, period. Sure, there, was, there were Proud Boys there. Some of them were nasty. No, no joke. But the Proud Boys were a response to Antifa. The black bloc far left extremists have been around forever. 
The Weather Underground, they were bombing stuff. Oh, I get it. You can talk about the Klan 100 years ago. Those were Democrats too, racists. But that stuff, they're not, they're, these people rarely go out anymore. They're not organizing. And besides, the modern iteration of the right doesn't like them either. Where we are is a world where black clad masked individuals with rifles stand outside of drag shows for children. Yo, that's extremism. Hey, I don't mind the guns. I think it's great that they had guns. I don't like the terroristic looking masks and sunglasses alongside what is sexually inappropriate content for children. Now y'all getting pretty extreme. You got to look at the whole of the product. And that's the issue at play here. In the poll by YouGov and The Economist, 65% of all respondents say political violence had increased at the start of 2021. Slightly fewer, 62, thought political violence would increase over the next few years. Participants were also asked, looking ahead to the next 10 years, how likely do you think it is that there will be a civil war in this country? Among all U.S. citizens, 43% said civil war was at least somewhat likely. Among strong Democrats, the figure was 40%. Wow. Republicans, 54%. You know, You've heard me read polls like that over and over again. All right. Here's one. Millennials have been getting poorer since the last recession, while other age groups have become wealthier by up to 60 percent. Yeah. No wonder millennials are leftist. No wonder they want forgiveness because they're broke. They're living in apartments. They can barely get by. And I'm warning you, this is why we need some kind of debt forgiveness. Not not for everybody and not this blanket. Just hand out checks. I'm not for that. But hey, I can't, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard from people. There was one that went viral. A guy's like, I borrowed $30,000. I've paid back $70,000. I still owe $15,000. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. There's stories of people where they're like, I borrowed 50. I've paid back 50. And now I owe 100 because of interest. That's not, that makes no sense. Let's get the interest off their backs. Pay back your principal. If you already did, then you're done. But you can't just get free money from the system. That being said, if we don't, millennials are just going to vote for communism. So all these Republicans come on. They're like, no, no, they took the loans out. And I'm like, I get it, dude. But sometimes the solutions to this, sometimes the solutions are counterintuitive. Maybe this is it. I think maybe we could, we could do full scale um, debt forgiveness. I do. And I think maybe you need to provide some service to, uh, to your community. I'm not saying join the army. Maybe there should be a program where the money that goes towards paying off your loans is is generated from you performing some kind of laborious task for your local, state, or federal government. Um, Not a perfect solution. You know, making everybody work for the feds to pay off their loans is kind of a scary prospect. But I mean like community service. Maybe it's like, how about we do this? How about we give you like 50 bucks an hour towards your student loans while you're engaging in community service, and here's the best part, we freeze your payments while you're working this. Check it out. How how about that idea? Go work for a local nonprofit, a local church, any organization. They sign off on hours contributed. We put 50 bucks towards your loans for every hour worked, community service, and so long as you're doing that at least once a week, your interest loans are frozen and can't accrue interest or anything like that. How's that for an idea, right? I think it's a pretty good idea. So you can go out and do one hour per week. 50 bucks comes off your student loans, one hour, and they won't increase. But then you're giving back to your community. I think that's a great idea. 
Maybe we say it's like a minimum of four hours or something. And so then we're going to knock off, you know, 200 bucks or whatever and freeze your payments. But 200 bucks every week going down off your off your payments and they can't get bigger. That's a path towards towards something that makes sense, in my opinion, because then there's actual work being done in exchange for the labor. I don't have all the answers. What I can tell you is if we do nothing, millennials are going to get broke and broke people are angry and they storm the gates. That's where we had a. Then you can look over in Europe. Benchmark power price breaks breaks 1000 euros for the first time. Yeah, it ain't just the U.S., my friends. It's going to be a global revolution. The times they are a changing and the system seems to be falling apart. Tucker Carlson talked about it. So I'm not sure it matters if it's Trump, DeSantis or otherwise. I'm not sure if they're going after him. Maybe it's all one big distraction because the end result is the costs go up. The resources go down. And in the meantime, everyone is blaming each other, screaming at the top of their lungs. And then it all comes crashing down. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Political bias at the FBI? No, it can't be. From the Washington Times, top agent exits FBI amid charge of political bias, undermining Hunter Biden probe, according to sources. They say this man was forced out of his post and was escorted out of the building. Whoa. Now that sounds crazy. And over at TimCast.com, that's how our writers, our journalists, framed the story. I see this headline from TimCast.com saying he's escorted out of the building. And then I'm like, wow, that sounds crazy. So, of course, I'm doing my normal routine. Donald Trump, of course, issues a bold statement saying this guy is, is corrupt and all these something to that effect. And we'll read that. And then I read this uh, story from Newsweek about Trump's comments on the matter. And they say, well, according to Fox, he just retired. And being escorted out of the building upon retirement is totally normal. And I thought that was weird. I'm like, when you retire, they escort you out of the building? I mean, maybe, I guess. That does sound kind of weird. You know, like, wouldn't you just grab your stuff, walk out and say, bye, everybody. And then I remembered something very important, my friends. Something very, very important. Well, Fox News is not NewsGuard certified. They're not credible. I can't use them as a source because NewsGuard says no. So, For all of those crazy lefty establishment shills who want to argue this isn't the case, Fox News, which claims this FBI agent who was accused of running interference in the investigation of Hunter Biden, they say he resigned. Okay, well, unfortunately for you, Fox News is not a credible source and I can't use them. So I'm going to use the Washington Times, which says outright, the Washington Times learned that Timothy Tibalt, an assistant special agent in charge, was forced to leave his post. The information came from two former FBI officials familiar with the situation. Now, they're going to say it is not clear whether Mr. Tabalt left on his own accord or was forced out of the bureau. That, I believe, is about the escorting out of the building. Like if he was if they were saying you're out, go. And they said, "Okay, fine. And then he walked out. Apparently, he was escorted out, which is normal, according to Fox News. But we're not going to we're not going to use them as a source. No, I'm sorry. We can't do that. This is huge, my friends. This is what we've been talking about with evidence of corruption at the FBI. Donald Trump has now come out slamming the FBI in a truth social post after special agent leaves the bureau. And I just want to point out one thing. I wish Donald Trump did truth social while he was president, because you see how the media is forced to address what he is saying on his platform. That would have driven tons, millions of people to his platform. It still is, which is good. And maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe in the end, Trump will end up uh, building up Truth Social and creating a counter uh, censorship culture, you know, 
something like that. But uh, Trump is roasting the, the, the FBI over this, and rightly so. The New York Times has called for the arrest, the indictment of Donald Trump saying he is not above the law. Okay, not above the law. But when you have an FBI agent that is accused of running interference to protect the Bidens, when you have the FBI going after the people who had the Ashley Biden diary, keep in mind, she's not a federal employee. She is just a private citizen who left a book at a house. This is the craziest thing. I've been talking to, the, to, uh, uh, to some lawyers about some FBI stuff. And I mentioned this before. When, when dealing with uh, serious crimes, they say like, you know, um, I'll, I'll just put it this way. For the FBI to get involved in a crime, it has to be serious, serious. And you take a look at the swattings we've gone through and they're just like, yeah, you know, eh. so you mean to tell me that Marjorie Taylor Greene, she gets swatted three times. We get swatted nine times plus several. I don't want to call them swatting because they were bomb threats. So we're looking at like 12 in incidents where the police are forced to come out and across state lines and we can't get anything done. OK, you know what? Maybe. Maybe they're secretly working on solving the problem of who's swatting Marjorie Taylor Greene and who's swatting us because it sounds like it may be a similar group. Maybe. But they haven't talked to me about anything. So uh, I kind of don't think that's the case at the very least. Yet they go after two people who have the Biden die rule, of course, because they are the secret police for the Democrats and the uniparty establishment. That's what they do. There is no law enforcement for you. We're going to read what Donald Trump had to say. But my friends, before we get started, if you would like to support our work, there's a link in the description below to Bandcamp and you can pick up our latest single from Tim Cast Records, Only Ever Wanted for 69 cents. We were pushing Apple Music, but now pushing Bandcamp because a lot of people were like, I don't know how to buy on iTunes. And I'm like, OK, fair point. I don't care about iTunes. Bandcamp is another way that you can buy the song. 69 cents, super easy. And in doing so really helps us. We're hoping that we can get enough sales to actually chart. If you want to support our music, if you like the music, some people say they don't like it, they buy it anyway. Well, it is what it is. You know, support our music as we try to launch a, a music music division because we want to build culture. The goal of all of this is, uh, for one, I write music. I've always written music. I've always published music. This is not the first song I've ever published, just the, the latest song I've published, Will of the People was first, and we have tons of other songs for, throughout my life. But we're going to be signing other bands so that we can create a space where people aren't scared. If they want to speak up at work and they say, we're going to fire, say, I can go work here. I can go work there. Similar to what the Daily Wire is doing. So click the link in the description below. Just 69 cents. Hopefully you guys can uh, support us. Let's read the story from Newsweek. Former President Donald Trump lashed out at the FBI after reports emerged that Timothy Tibalt, an FBI assistant special agent in charge who was involved with the Hunter Biden laptop investigation had retired from the bureau. They go to mention Fox News and all that stuff. I'm not going to read the uh, Fox News comments because they're not NewsGuard certified. On Monday, Trump directed the news on Truth Social website commenting, the fired, F the fired agent who was just escorted out of the FBI headquarters is the person who got the FBI to do a raid on a home, Mar-a-Lago, that has stirred the world and created anger and hostility toward the FBI and DOJ, the likes of which have perhaps never been seen in, the, in our country before. They're going to say the special agent in charge of the unprecedented and unnecessary raid and break it on Mar-a-Lago, who concealed the partisan nature of the evidence to secure the FBI's approval to open investigation into the 45th president in the first place, was also involved in hiding and suppressing from the public and the media the laptop from hell. 
2020 presidential election scam, and so much more. Fox News said that contrary to Trump's assertion, Tibalt was not involved in this month's FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago at any level. Hold on there, NewsGuard. I'm sorry, uh, Newsweek. I can't just take your word for it. You may be NewsGuard certified, which means you're credible, but you are citing an uncredible, incredible, uncredible source. So, um, I, sorry, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that game. This is the world that the mainstream media wanted. NewsGuard is the official source. And if they say Fox News ain't credible, then sorry, their word is not law. And the Washington Times says he was forced out. So, um, fired, Trump would more likely be correct in that regard. Thank you, NewsGuard. Thank you um, for clarifying that for us. The Washington Times reports a senior FBI official in the bureau's Washington field office has abruptly resigned after coming under congressional scrutiny for suspected political bias in handling the investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop computer. Oh, well, they say he resigned, right? Well, hold on. The Washington Times learned that Timothy Tabalt, an assistant special agent in charge, was forced to leave his post. The information came from the two former FBI officials familiar with the situation. Okay, there's a lot to try and understand with what's going on here. I think the FBI is crooked. I think this guy was withholding information. I think uh, the the, the accusation is that the evidence against Trump came from a leftist source, a political organization, and it was being used against him. We know that with like the P-tape narrative and the Steele dossier. So how is that surprising to anybody? But let's read, let's read. They say, Mr. Tubalt was seen exiting the bureau's elevator on Friday. He was escorted by two or three headquarters looking types, according to eyewitness accounts provided to one of the former officials. It is not clear whether Mr. Tubalt left on his own accord or was forced out of the bureau. The 25 year FBI veteran was on leave for at least a month over revelations about political statements he made while leading the public corruption unit. Okay. It really is. Let's talk, let's talk to be honest. I don't know about Fox News or whatever. It's hard to break this down. What's really happening? This is a murky story. Was this guy fired? Did he just retire? Is escorting someone totally normal? I will start from this point. He was on leave for a month. That doesn't sound like he's, he's choosing to go. But maybe. Maybe what happened was after evidence of political bias emerged, they said, we're putting you on leave until we can sort this out. And then after a month, he says, you know what? I'm done with this. I quit. But is that not still being forced out? If I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, is that you're put on leave, you're not being able to work, and then finally you just snap under pressure? Listen, when a company wants to fire someone they can't fire, they move them to the mailroom, they move them to the basement, you know, they put them in a, in, a, in, a, in a broom closet, and they say, we're not firing you. This is just your new conditions. And then eventually the person says, okay, I get it. I don't want to work here. Now, you can argue it's retaliation or whatever, but I got to tell you, based on the information we have between Fox News and, and the Washington Times, it seems like this guy put a, put a smudge on the bureau bad, is causing very serious problems, and so they found a way to axe him. You need to understand as well that it's extremely difficult to fire federal officials. So it probably what happened is they said, we want your resignation. You ever wonder why they say that? I expect your resignation on my desk. Like, just fire the guy. You can't. That's it. You can't. If Trump could have just fired people, he clearly would have. He did the Schedule F thing where he was like, I'm making it easier to fire you guys. I think what we have here is legit. And what we have following, uh, following this is actually quite scary. The psychopathy, psychopathy, however you pronounce it, of the New York Times is haunting. Donald Trump is not above the law, writes the editorial board. 
Here we go. The New York Times editorial board. They want Donald Trump arrested. Yeah, okay. What if I were to tell you that people thought a civil war was coming? You'd be like, sure, Tim, we've heard this one before. It is, it is, it is frustrating, you know. August 30th from uh, The Guardian. More than 40% of Americans think civil war likely within a decade. Yeah, I certainly think so. You know that. You know, it's a hard job. It really, really is. Because you've got, it, 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 it's, it's, it's brutal. It is absolutely brutal to, to, to read this stuff all day, every day. That an FBI agent was corrupt. That he's forced out of his position. He was targeting the president. We have years, six years of corruption in how they went after Donald Trump with everything they did. And then you get the, uh, it's nothing but hate all day, every day. You know, people are ready to tear each other's throats out, no matter who you are, no matter what side you're on. I can, I can read you the news. I can try and break down uh, the sources. I can try and figure out what's going on. You have Trump derangement syndrome. These people are completely unwilling to listen to reason and, 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 and read about what really is happening. They would prefer a happy lie to the truth. These people have derangement syndrome. They are afflicted. You know, Trump derangement syndrome doesn't cut it. I'm trying to call them the afflicted from now on because they feel like zombies to me. They, they, they get bitten by the zombie mind virus and all of a sudden they can't handle reality. Sam Harris. Look at this guy. Hunter Biden could have the corpses of children in his basement. Bro, you're a zombie. You are literally a zombie. This. I don't know, man. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply i'm not i'm not uh, pessimistic about where we're headed look this guy gets ousted that's good news i mention all over and over in the primaries that are being won every day but it doesn't mean there's not going to be chaos I'm looking at these videos, these people on the left cheering for Antifa, walking around fully masked like like terrorists with rifles. Marjorie Taylor Greene getting swatted. We are getting swatted. And I got to tell you, man. The right is fractured. The 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 culture war right, the liberty faction, the pro-America faction is totally fractured. And it's just it, it, it is absolute chaos. And while I think freedom is winning. It's like, dude, it's, it's really difficult to handle this level of, uh, of stress. No joke. But for me, it's just been getting worse and worse. The news about this, I mean, you know, watching what's going on. 
to the point where, yeah, another story is coming out saying there could be a civil war. Lindsey Graham is saying the right, there will be riots in the streets if Trump is indicted. I don't think so. But the New York Times is now saying it. I mean, let me read a little bit of this. Mr. Trump's unprecedented, unprecedented assault on the integrity of American democracy requires a criminal investigation. The disturbing details of his post-election misfeasance, meticulously assembled by the January 6th committee, leave little doubt that Mr. Trump sought to subvert the Constitution and overturn the will of the people. It's just getting spit on. That's what the New York Times is doing. They're insane people. That's it. I can come on, I can come on, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. It's like trying to knock down a skyscraper with a ball-peen hammer. It is difficult when you see how the establishment machine lies. They lies, the, the, the lies and the manipulation. They tell people things like this. And we know it's not true because we've actually looked. But the problem is the average person doesn't look. And how do you reach the average person? Through culture. They're not interested in reading a New York Times op-ed. Only, only the wingnut left psychos are. And they're going to read this with glee and bang the table and scream and indict Trump. Half of them know they're lying, but it doesn't matter. Half of them don't know and just believe it. Sam Harris is a good example of the, psycho- the, 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 the psychosis afflicting the elites. When he's like, I don't care if Hunter Biden had the corpses of children in his basement. There's nothing on that laptop that would have changed my mind. And it's like all of the corruption we learn about Joe Biden, how he's trying to destroy this country. And you're like, yeah, Trump University was worse. They're just zombies. I see that level of zealotry and I feel like we can't compete with it. And there's no, there's no, uni- the right's not unified. They're split between DeSantis and Trump. And while there is a major, you know, net positive in seeing the victories of many people on the right, it's just, man, is it, is it brutal day by day dealing with this and just crossing your fingers and hoping, dredging, you know, tr- tr- dredging, trawling through the muck and the mire will result in some kind of positive outcome. It's brutal. That's all I can really say that, uh, you know, I don't I don't know how I go up against the New York Times or, or, you know, CNN, MSNBC and these other networks combined. But I feel like it's a grain of sand being added to the heap. And, and we are we are uh, um, making our way through. But I got to wonder, you know, I got to wonder when there are so many people who are unwilling to stand up, speak up. There are so many people who are just outright whispering, I I agree with you, but I won't say anything. And I'm just like, what do we do to finally get people to say we will not stand for a corrupt Federal Bureau of Investigation? It has always been this way as 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 long as I've been alive. What will it take for people to just do something? And what I mean by do something, to clarify for all the psychotic leftists, is to speak up. I know a lot of people do. Maybe uh, many of you, you know, you're saying they're saying like we do, we do. I know I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying for those of us that are willing to put our faces out there and say something. What about everybody else? You know, what really, really pisses me off. The celebrities that I know, the rock stars, the pro skaters who are like, I agree with you, but I won't say anything. And then, you know, the Daily Wire is pushing really hard to build culture. We are, too, at TimCast. That's why I did. That's why we're doing music. I don't have the means to make big movies. That's the big budgets like the Daily Wire does. We do have the means to produce music. The whole budget on that music video we produced was only a few grand. And the song itself was, again, still only a few grand. It just took a little while and. We do our best. 
We got to build parallel economies and we got to build a parallel culture. That's what we have to do. And I don't have all the answers, man. I, I just watched Tom McDonald's um, The Biggest Industry Screw Over. Because I was mentioning the other day that like Tom McDonald, with as big as he is, he should be Billboard Hot 100 number one. But he's not. And how it like, you know, they show all his songs and all his albums and they're like, mm, doesn't cut it, doesn't cut it. And I'm like, dude, it's because they need to control culture because all this comes secondary. They lie, they cheat, they steal, and they own the culture. And that's why people won't speak up. I was talking to a pro skater, and he's a Trump supporter. It's crazy, too, because you wouldn't think it. California pro skater. Trump supporter. I was like, bro, you got millions of followers. Speak out. People, like, they listen to you. And he said, I'd lose everything. I can't do it. I would lose my job. I'd lose everything. And then I'm like, then you've told me right there what matters more to you. Your comfort and security matters more than your community and your country. And that's okay if that's the case. I'm not ragging on you for it. I'm just saying that's what you've shown. Fine. So I saw saw that and I said, how do we make those changes? We've got to create a space outside of this in the cultural arena. Otherwise, they will never allow a Donald Trump to be president. They will never allow a Ron DeSantis to be president. They will block you every step of the way and make sure that they gut and destroy you. Look at that Abercrombie and Fitch ad. You see it the other day? The moribundly obese woman. No, I don't mean morbidly obese. Uh, morbidly obese. I mean moribundly. What I mean to say is, look, when you look at morbid obesity, and I'm not trying to be mean to fat people. That's not the point. I'm actually trying to be compassionate. When you look at morbid obesity, these are people who are, you know, destroying their health and are on the verge of, you know, serious catastrophe. Morabundly obese is when they're quite literally on their deathbed, like from their weight. They are on the verge of dying. And there's like, you, you, man, you look at people who are fat and you're like, they're morbidly obese. But these, this woman, her, 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 her pants were being used as a hammock for her stomach. And they're propping this up. This country is being gutted and eroded. And you have psychotic individuals like this FBI agent. And here's the problem. Our culture is fractured, gutted, and being ripped apart. The, the, the culture, you had Lizzo on the VMAs talking about how she's oppressed. It's like, dude, until we can get regular people to talk about this, and to feel like if they do, their lives won't be destroyed. None of this will change. Fight an uphill battle. Voting is good. We got to go vote. But here's, here's just my main point. And, and I'm stuck on it. I'm sorry. I am. We need a parallel economy. We're building it. Dan Bongino created parallel economy. We at TimCast.com, we are utilizing that. Because we want to create an industry where you can, we can compete with the cult. And then eventually the cult will cease to exist because we're more fun. I look at all this stuff, man, and I'm like, I don't think people are going to riot if Trump is indicted. And so what do you do? The right does not want to go out with ARs and masks like Antifa does. What we need is just a tide of culture to say you are not relevant anymore. It's hard. Maybe it's not possible. I don't know. You know, they're saying that Republicans are expected to win, but day by day, the Democrats are gaining in the polls. Joe Biden's approval rating is skyrocketing despite all of this. Why? 
because the left owns culture. Imagine if Marvel came out with a TV show and the narrative was that communism was bad and that Trump was good. And that was that that was wow. You think Taylor Swift has a song that quite literally promotes a nonprofit for LGBT you know, issues. I'm not completely I'm not opposed to that. That's fine. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. But I'm just telling you, that's how they own culture. They push politics and everything they do. It's worked in a lot of ways. But I look at all this stuff now and I say, my friends, the enemy is routed. So I don't know, man, Here, here's here's what's stuck in my mind. What's stuck in my mind is that I've been talking about this stuff nonstop for years and it feels like we're just chipping away and there are some gains. But then you realize like the Daily Wire is right. You got to make movies. You got to take that over. And then you look at Tom McDonald and how Billboard, not Billboard necessarily, but uh, the data collection service cut them out. That's what they're truly afraid of. And that's what I think the focus has got to be. So, I, you know, whatever, man. This is difficult, a difficult job. And I'll just put it that way. It's really, really tough. And it feels like the thing that's most important is the hardest thing to accomplish. I don't think that we are the best in terms of making culture. I just know that we have to. Because we can, we can, call, we can shout out Scott Pressler or tell you to register to vote, but voting only goes so far. Look at John Roberts, who's supposedly a conservative justice, but he was ready to, to, to keep Roe v. Wade. Now, I'm not saying that because I oppose Roe v. Wade or whatever, or I'm pro-life. I'm saying that because even conservatives, the highest level, will bend the knee to Hollywood. That's insane. There's got to be pushback. This is big. And we can see a fracture in the establishment political narrative, which, okay, fine. We got to do more. You know, so I'll shout out the song that we've got. But I'd, I'd, I'd much rather just see Tom McDonald at number one because he's, he's way better than we are, hands down. He's been doing it longer. He's made, he's got, everything is just better than we do. Fine. Guys, buy his music. Listen to his music. I'm going to shout him out because, you know, people think that my goal with the stuff we are doing is literally just because we want to be famous rock stars or something. And it's just so mind-numbingly annoying. No, we want to make culture and we want to push back. We want to take over their spaces. But that can be accomplished with Tom McDonald as well in the Daily Wire. So I want to shout out anybody who's doing that. Because then when we own the institutions and the news outlets, we can put out an article that doesn't say Donald Trump is not above the law. We can put out an article saying the FBI is corrupt and they are not above the law. It is not Donald Trump who did anything wrong. I'm sure there are some things you can be upset about him over, upset with him over. But so long as they have these things, they're going to keep pushing it. And regular people will not, will vote against their own interests because they don't know. You must meet people where they are. I'll tell you what, what I'm saying. Yo, preaching to the choir ain't solving anything. That's just it. We go on Timcast IRL. We get a half million views plus or whatever. We get a million total views. We don't trend. We are suppressed. We put out a music video. Oh, we're trending in less than a day because we meet people where they are, but also because YouTube doesn't, isn't suppressing that. They'll probably end up suppressing it like they do to Tom McDonald. But we got to push back. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. So uh, She-Hulk came out, and you know everybody loves watching that show. I'm kidding. Apparently, it's bombing miserably. And uh, Mark Ruffalo gave an interview to Variety. 
Now, I'm more of a politics kind of guy, but I do talk. We do talk about some of this stuff when it when it gets into uh, cultural and political news. And this is exactly what we have in one of the most insane interviews I've read. And well, I mean, maybe it's not entirely fair, but the way the interview is structured just made me laugh. Mark Ruffalo says he doesn't know if he can keep playing the Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the world may be ending or something to that effect. He basically says, if the world is still around for us to make movies like this, I'll keep being the Hulk. But who knows with what with with everything that's going on and where we're currently heading? I'll, I'll read the full quote. But the best part about this interview is that for one, I kind of agree with Mark Ruffalo, but it is a bit over the top. But I love how he drops this statement in an entertainment interview. And the interviewer is like, hmm, okay, moving on. Like, yo, bro just told you the reason he can't be the Hulk is likely because society is on the verge of collapse. And they're like, hmm, okay. And then they jump to the next question. My friends, I don't think Mark Ruffalo is completely wrong. I think he lives in a, a delusional reality where his, his worldview is warped by the establishment and the cult. But I like his work as the Hulk. I got no problem saying that. In fact, I think, I think Mark Ruffalo is a fantastic Hulk. You know, a lot of people are saying Edward Norton was better and all that. Mm-mm, get out of here. No, he's all right. He's pretty good. And, and I'll tell you this. Look, I don't watch these shows with a left-right cultural angle in mind. I don't care. Like, when there's cringy woke stuff, I roll my eyes. But I'm not going to come out and be like, She-Hulk is, uh. We ragged on She-Hulk over at TimCast IRL because there's this viral moment where the character is like, I control my anger better than you because men are catcalling me. And it's like, it actually is not pro-feminism because she literally tried to murder these guys, fully conscious of her actions. And so, like, that, it's kind of a funny thing. Feminist tries to murder dudes. They're not even hollering at her. They're like, hey, what's up? You know, they weren't hollering like, come over here, babe. And then she, try, she tries to murder them. And then she lies about it to Bruce to justify why she's a victim and should be able to go and do whatever she wants and not be responsible for her actions. No joke. He's like, he gives her the Spider-Man speech about being responsible for your actions. And she's like, I don't want to be a superhero. I don't care if I have powers. I'm going to be a lawyer because I don't want I don't care about you. Anyway, feminism in a nutshell. But here, here's, the, here's the bigger story outside of all of this. Yeah, currently there was like this story about heavily armed Antifa militants standing guard outside a Texas kid-friendly drag show. And that whole headline is just, I don't even know where to begin other than, okay, Mark, I'm sorry. You're right about all of this, um, about there not being a future of making movies, perhaps. But again, I just want to stress, I love how the, 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 the interviewers are like, mm, okay, moving on. So here's the story. Let's read about the apocalypse. Read about the apocalypse. Mark Ruffalo on joining She-Hulk and his future with Marvel. I'm always surprised that I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I don't. I don't care about all of this stuff. To be completely honest, I'll leave that for the for the crew over at Pop Culture Crisis to discuss. What appealed to you about making She-Hulk? Terrible name, by the way. But I do love how in She-Hulk they make fun of the name. And then, uh, he, he where where do we have um he so we go on to talk about. You know, are you going to come back to be let me let me make sure I search because I don't I don't want to just talk about uh, here we go. Here it is. Half of the original six Avengers are no longer part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How long do you think you'll be playing Bruce Banner? He says, I don't know. I'm always surprised that I'm still here. I mean, me and Ed Norton joke that the Hulk is like our generation's Hamlet. 
We are all going to get a shot at it. I, I, I don't understand because there's been two. And Ed Norton played him one time. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, says I keep waiting for the next version of it. I mean, I'll probably do it as long as they'll have me if people are interested. And I can bring something that's interesting to, uh, to me to it and interesting to the fans. But I have no idea. I mean, you know, when you look at the comics, there's some pretty grizzled older versions of him. I'm like, okay, the 67-year-old Hulk, that would be interesting. Here we go. If all of us are still here making movies and there's a world that allows for us to do that anymore, what? With what we're living in and heading towards, the future feels more precarious than any other time. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I hope I'm still around to do it. What? Hold on a minute. Not only... Is, is he implying that he will be some kind of warrior or martyr in like a civil war? Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But I have to I have to break this down and ask this question. If all of us are still here making movies, OK, why wouldn't we be making movies like you'd have to have like a meteor strike the earth or I mean, total economic collapse. And then he says, and there's a world that allows us to do that anymore. What does that mean? OK, let's break it down. Maybe the world won't allow it in the sense, the spiritual sense, like the economy's collapsed, cameras aren't available, and there's no distribution mechanisms, okay? Or what if he's also implying that, like, fascists take over and don't let you make movies? I don't know. I, I can't read the guy's mind. But I love that he says what we're living in. What are we living in? And heading towards, what are we heading, heading towards? Here's, okay, the future feels more precarious than any other time. I, 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 I completely agree with that. I really, really do. Maybe not in the complete spiritual sense of what he's trying to say, but you guys know I'm very concerned about civil war. And we have this story, which I think exemplifies it. Heavily armed, Antifa militant stand guard outside Texas kid-friendly drag show. O okay, well, this is crazy. Drag queens want to perform sexualized things for children, so dudes in full black with guns show up. And I'm just like, what? Now listen, my friends, I'm totally fine with Antifa having guns. Second Amendment all the way. That's totally fine. Seriously, I don't, I don't care. In fact, I actually, I'm kind of happy about it. People ex exercising their rights and keeping and bearing arms is a good thing. However, what is bad is if people start fighting about it. And at this location, people actually did fight and they were spitting on people and people were mad. But I want to I want to talk to you about all that in a second. I want to break down Mark, Mark Ruffalo's. But I hope I'm still around to do it. That's the one that's like, wait, Mark, what do you mean? What, what does that mean? You're still around to do it. Are you saying you're going to die for some reason? Bro, you're not that old. Aren't you like 50 or something? You're still around to do it. Okay, look, I'll be generous. And maybe he's saying you might have like a congenital heart defect and then died at an early age. I hope not. I'm actually a fan of uh, Mark Ruffalo's uh, acting in his work. I Look, She-Hulk has got some eh to it, but Miss Marvel was way worse. She-Hulk's actually not that bad. It's, it's cringy a little bit. You know, I, I kind of don't really care. I think the MCU is falling apart fine, you know, but, uh, but, but Mark Ruffalo's pretty good. Bro, do you think someone's going to kill you or something? Like, I certainly hope not. I don't know what he means by this, but I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, imagine that Mark Ruffalo fancies himself as some, like, bandana-wearing commando in a civil war with, like, an AR or, like, an M16, and he's, like, jumping out, like, diehard style, like, as if, that's, as if that's going to happen. Dude, there may be a collapse. People may fight. And so, you know, in reality, maybe he doesn't view himself that way, but, uh, 
Look, Marjorie Taylor Greene got swatted three times. We've been swatted nine times and have had multiple bomb threats. So, you know, maybe he's right that it's not even about being some kind of martyr, just about the fact that crazy people are going to do crazy things. And then I want to point this out. After dude says this, the interviewer goes, finally, if you think back to your first time as Bruce in the Avengers, how have you evolved? And you think about your approach as a character. And he says, you know, it's been a journey since then. I just love this idea that absolutely plays into the notion that this, the country is falling apart to where Mark Ruffalo can be in a Variety.com interview being like, you know, I think the future is collapsing. We won't be able to make movies and I might not be around for it. And he goes, huh, well, now tell me about the changes to the Hulk. Bro, did not, did, was that not a red flag to you? Okay, in all honesty, maybe they just cut it out. But if they did, I don't know why they would include this whole bit from Mark Ruffalo. I wake up in the morning and I get one of these notifications on my phone about, uh, like, I have the news alerts. And it's like Mark Ruffalo says that he might not be the Hulk anymore. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I click it and he's like, the world's ending. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, this is what this is what building culture is all about. I got to tell you, if you want to support our work, Click the link in the description below. Get the song Only Ever Wanted on Bandcamp. Help us get sales. Whatever, man. This is what I'm talking about with building culture. But, but uh, maybe we won't be around regardless. I think, I think Mark Ruffalo takes the black pill approach. I don't want to take the black pill approach. I want to take the white pill approach. My view is, while Mark Ruff Ruffalo is saying he really wants to keep doing this, but maybe he won't be around for it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something similar. And, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with him that maybe we won't be able to do this stuff in the near future with food shortages, with inflation, with just literally everything Joe Biden is, you know, maybe there won't be a future. I think Mark Ruffalo might be referring to like climate change and stuff like that. Fine. Sure. Whatever. But there's reason to believe on the left and the right that this won't be around much longer. So anyway, if you want to support our culture building and you don't like She-Hulk, Click the link in the description below and pick up the song Only Ever Wanted or search for it and check it out on YouTube or whatever. But uh, here it is. Mark Ruffalo tweets tons of political stuff. Look at this. He says, funny how you never hear these guys whining when they give billions away to billionaires. God forbid you help working class people. And then it's uh, Republican members of Congress whose PPP loans were forgiven. Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Greg Pence, blah, 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 blah. Yo, I just want to tell you something, Mark. Um, I actually agree to a certain extent. When you see all these people on the right and these right wing organizations getting PPP loans, Tim Cast did not take out a, a PPP loan. I personally have refused to be involved in that. The company that I run is Tim Cast. I'm just going to try to be very specific. And I explicitly said, we will not take government money. I don't want to be attached to that. I don't want it. And it was scary because they forced everything to shut down and our revenue collapsed because most ad revenue comes from small businesses, not from big corporations. No, like that's, that, don't care about that. If you're a big national level corporation, you might get worried when you lose, you know, AutoZone or something. But for us, it's like Joe's, you know, Joe's uh, Corner Cafe or whatever, a random name, by the way. They're the ones who are, who are paying the bills, but it's all the smaller businesses that are around you guys, not around me. I don't want, we, we lost a bunch of money. I don't want any of this PPP stuff. But I do think it's funny that people on the right did take it. That being said, when the government forces you to shut down, you're not just going to let your business go under because of the government. The government has made that choice. So now they're talking about working class people. Mark, college degree holders are not working class people. They're literally the bourgeoisie. That is what Marx wrote about. They are the laptop class. The working class people don't have college loans. But anyway, 
I'm not here to rag on Mark Ruffalo's politics necessarily. I'm here to point out that he might not be the Hulk because the world is ending. Well, I bring you to this story and just say, okay, from the post-millennial, heavily armed Antifa militant stand guard outside Texas kid-friendly drag show. Okay, <laughs> a kid-friendly drag bunch for all ages was guarded against protests by armed Antifa militants carrying AR-15s. The drag event was held at the Anderson Distillery and Grill in Roanoke, Texas. The event called the Barrel Babes Drag Brunch was advertised as dancing music and laughs. Journalist Taylor Hansen said that the kid-friendly event featured vulgarity, sexualization of minors, and partial nudity. Yeah, I'm not surprised that's the case. Listen, drag shows are not for children, and this is grooming. I do not believe that all LGBT people are groomers. I do not believe that all drag queens are groomers. I actually have no problem with drag when adults are performing it for adults. It's why there's an age limit for venues like this. Doing this stuff for kids introduces a sexualized concept to them in a way that tries to bypass normal uh, value restraints. Meaning a parent might say, hey, I don't want a go-go dancer dancing in front of my child. So what they do is they call it, you know, the, the go bunny go family dance. And then you have go-go dancers there, but that's just for families. It's a costume. Come on. Go-go dancers at a kid's event, we'd say no way. Drag is the exact same thing. Stripping, absolutely not. But drag performers do rip their clothes off. Calling it a costume change does not change that. But what happens is at some of these events, the drag performer will pull off a layer of clothing. People will then give cash to the performer. While the performer isn't nude, it is grooming towards stripping and things like that. They say, upon learning of the event, Protect Texas Kids, founded by Kelly Neidert, organized a pop-up protest outside the, outside the venue. In response, Antifa organized its members to support the drag event. According to the Post-Millennial's editor-at-large, uh, uh, editor Andy Noe, the local chapter of the John Brown Gun Club, an Antifa m- militia linked to domestic terrorism, led the call to action. That's right. I think that guy who tried firebombing the ICE facility was part of this. Chris Cruz from Blaze TV reported that Antifa militants armed with AR-15s acted as bodyguards and escorted attendees to their vehicles. He added that Antifa and the staff worked together to provide protection for attendees. Heavens. Well, where do we go now? I'd like to show you this from West Virginia. This is what's causing us, uh, 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 causing pretty, uh, a lot of chaos out where we are. So this is the Apollo Civic Theater in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Let me tell you some stories, guys. We were recently looking at a property in Martinsburg, West Virginia to open our venue for community events, gaming, skating, etc. The idea is we want to have a skate shop. I skateboard. We want to have music shows. I play music. We want to play Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, I do those things too. Ultimately, these are things I know about. But we also wanted to create a space for other people who want to do other things, maybe paintings or drawings. Just a community space that focuses on, you know, entertainment. Probably have video games too. When I was trying to buy this building to get set up, they wanted a very high price. And I said, the building is not worth that. And they even acknowledged to me. They said, yeah, we don't think it is. But you know what? We're going to hold out because we think it's going to go up in value. I said, whatever, dude, I'm not buying it. Down the street was a diner. When we were going to check out the, the potential, uh, the building, uh, to see if we were going to buy it, we went to the, we, went, we wanted to grab breakfast, you know, lunch or brunch or whatever you want to call it. Diner was closed. Sign on the door said, unable to open, short staffed. And I said, that's really bad for property value. 
hands down. You think that property value in this town is going to go up when the local diner is closed and understaffed? It was it was I think it was Saturday. And it's like, dude, that's when people go out to eat at diners with their family on the weekends and they couldn't open. That bumped me out. So how am I supposed to expect this property value to go up? Yo, things look bad. Hey, again, maybe Mark Ruffalo was right. So I certainly said there's no way I'm buying a building at that price. And now, about a block away from that building, they're having a drag event. Patrons under 17 must be accompanied by an adult. Children are allowed at this event with their parents, of course. That's right. An all ages drag show in West Virginia, quite literally MAGA country. Quite literally MAGA country. So across the area, this is deep, deep MAGA country. I'm not kidding. It's like 80% Trump voters. Jefferson County is like kind of split, but leans Trump, leans MAGA. People are pissed. And I'm hearing a lot of people are, they want to organize protests. They want to go to the event. Like, what do you think you're doing? This is, this is the thing, man. I think this is a really bad idea. Look, they want to do a drag event. That's fine. I don't think kids should be there. But you want to come to West Virginia, to the Martinsburg, and I got questions. We do events out here. These are the people out here with the Trump flag where Trump's riding on a tank, saluting and holding an Uzi or whatever. Why are they coming here? It is cultural invasion. The schools out here are woke in West Virginia. I'm not I'm not I'm not playing games. Okay. People think they can move out here to MAGA country to get away from this, but they are going after your kids in the schools. I recently provided a contribution, five-figure contribution, to a local micro school to homeschool kids. It is a religious school, and uh, my understanding is that that portion of it is, for the most part, uh, optional for the families. But all that mattered was it was the best way to allow parents to have their kids in school where someone is there to teach them, someone they know and trust in a, in a small school setting. So small classrooms, like six kids per classroom and some mixed. It's by grade level, not grade, meaning if you're at eighth grade reading level, but a third grade math level, that's where you are. They don't put you in a different room and then try and force you to do one or the other. All in all, I think it's overwhelmingly fantastic. And it's because it's happening because parents are trying to get away from this stuff. It is crazy to me. Seriously, to see this in Martinsburg, uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia, that's just crazy because people are going to show up and they're going to be pissed off on October 8th. They're not. I, I can't look. I, I wish these people I, I will. I really, really do wish them and their event well, but somewhere probably where it's not going to cause serious problems. And that's what I have to say. They talk about Proud Boys. The Proud Boys would go to liberal areas and on purpose, they would say, oh, they're coming here on purpose so that Antifa comes out and fights them and then they can claim to be the victims. I tell you, there's I don't understand why they're coming to Martinsburg, West Virginia, which is overwhelmingly Republican and opposes this stuff. And they're going to bring people out and they're going to be people who just go along with it. But there's going to be a lot of really angry people. And that seriously worries me because I don't want to see anybody get hurt or anything like that. But this is MAGA country. So this is causing um, yeah, a lot of people are pissed. I'm seeing messages pop up in local message boards saying they're going to protest it or they're going to they're going to they're going to show up there and they're going to, you know, block the door or, or things like that. I have no idea, to be completely honest. But I will tell you this to the property owners in Martinsburg. Yo, I ain't buying there. Are you nuts? I'll tell you two reasons why your property value is going to tank right now. And I hope everybody knows it. One, 
with this, you are going to have anger and people not wanting to affiliate with it. I would not want to have a venue next to this venue. I would not want to have a, a, the Apollo should just been like, sorry, guys, we don't think it's appropriate to have an all ages drag show. You think I want to buy a building next to that? Sorry, it ain't happening. The second thing is protesters are going to show up. Do I want left and right people fighting in front of the venue where we're trying to have family events? No, I want to get a venue so that we can do an event called Saturday morning cartoons. The idea, the idea is we put a pancake, sausage, waffles, bacon, hash browns, etc., etc. Families can come with their kids. We sell, we play video games, we play card games, we play cartoons, good family entertainment, good values. But I'll tell you what the point is. I like Magic the Gathering. I'd love to get more people involved. And I like D&D. I haven't only played a couple times, but it does seem fun when we have played it. I'd like to see that expand. Video games, music, skateboarding, and community building. But you think I want to put it next to a venue that's doing this? No way, dude. Never going to happen. So you think your property values are going to go up? Dude, no way, man. I'm th- I feel like I dodged a bullet. It was like a block away. And we're going we're gonna to invest in this building. And then Antifa's going to show up. And they're going to throw bricks through windows. Nope. Not doing it. I, th- I thought looking in West Virginia for property was the smart move. Because we're going to get away from all of these people. But yo, look, man. Have your drag show somewhere where the people around it are more supportive of it. You want to do it at the Apollo? I tell you this. Fine. Fine. I'm not trying to. Look, I think. We got weird cultural problems. I'm not okay with this stuff. There are parents who want to do it. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay away from Martinsburg. I'm going to keep my business away from that city. Keep it away. That's that's, our plan was to build or buy. Not anymore. Good luck to all of you. Good luck. This is what you want. Fine. You can have it. That's crazy, man. I'm worried about the protests. You know, I'm not a fan of this stuff. I just don't know, dude. I think it's I think it's I think it's bad. I think it's dangerous. Pedro L. Gonzalez tweeted, good reminder that there won't be a national divorce when red parts of red Texas are places where one Antifa can do this with impunity. And two medical students are learning gender therapy for kids is life saving. You're going to need a better solution than the current GOP, even at the local level. You get it. So maybe Mark Ruffalo is right about all this. Sure. I'm not going to be building community events or anything around that stuff. And maybe things are going to fall apart. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.